Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. The Hawks lose 5-4 to the Edmonton Oilers, their eighth consecutive loss. <sighs> kind of the same thing, Stephen. Just plug in a name and play the last show. But this one's a little bit different. This one feels a little bit better. The fact that they battled back and made it a game and they were inches from tying the thing late. And the thing we've been watching, the storyline we've been watching is, is this team going to quit? And they're not. They haven't. And it seems like they won't. Um, they battled their asses off in the third to get back in this game. Want to shout out Max Domi, for sure, who was diving everywhere, doing everything he could to make things happen. With the empty net, went back and saved a goal with his hustle. The dudes are playing hard, and it's just a matter, like we say every game, they're just out-talented. And this team they're playing against with McDavid and Dreisaitl, you saw McDavid, McDavid. Jack Johnson got the full treatment. Uh, it's just, you know, they, 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 they play hard, and they fall short. And that's what a tank win is, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it. kudos to them for not quitting. Um, but you know, would it kill him to coast to a victory once instead of that being would be nice. try hard? Yeah. You know, again, you're falling, you give up the first goal game. Is that nine in a row, eight in a row? I think it's nine in a row. Yeah, I think you're that's giving, right. I think it's one more than the losing streak. Right. Nine in a row. You've given up the first goal. Almost every one of those games, you've fallen behind two, nothing. You're down two, nothing again. You get the Boris Kachuk goal, get you into the game. And, yeah, they could have easily folded it in. They gave up the early goal. McDavid, you know, goes around Jack Johnson like he's standing still. <laughs> and, and that's not a, that's not a knock it's on not Jack a knock. Johnson. He it's does, reality. Kyler McDavid does that to even the Everybody. most elite defenseman in the league. Yes. So, um, you know, it's 3-1 and then it's 4-1 when Blackhawks legend Matthias Janmark scores. And you're like, oh, man, this is over. And then, uh, you know, they get two goals in 19 seconds. They get another goal. You know, they, then they give it back. Yep. Then they get the the power play where the four-minute power play that maybe Luke Richardson should have pulled the goalie at the start of it. Um, yeah. You know, we're going to get into that. And I'm sure that will be asked post game. So maybe we save that for when yeah. Mario jumps on. Um, and then, you yeah. know. They, they took advantage of Cody Cece being a complete bonehead and trying to take the puck out in front of his own net, and there's Max Domi, right place, right time. And Patrick Kane, by the way, with a defensive play, yeah. strips the puck from Cece, no-look backhander to a diving Max Domi. But he's checked out and doesn't care. Doesn't He's not interested. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it, it's he's comical. given up, Jay. Like, he's given it, up this on this team. This is the same Patrick Kane that's been I know. the same body language, the same commitment to defense whatever you want to call it he's the same guy he's yeah, always the only been. difference is he's not scoring goals yes correct. so when he's not scoring goals the the mannerisms all of a sudden get put under a microscope right he's, he's a he's a player that's not having fun that's not a player that's not interested there's a difference but yeah they they, they did a good job of coming back again they're never out of a game they're never really in a game either but they're never out of a game <laughs> um but yeah, it was a Blackhawks. It was a 2022-23 Blackhawks game. We've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. We are going to see it a shit ton more yeah. before this season is over. This is what it is. 
and and credit to them, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been eight to four, eight to two. You know, there were a few goals. They had the Edmonton had the goal taken away in the first period, uh, and then rightfully so. Rightfully so, yes. yes. But they also hit like two posts in that period too. Yes. So you know, and and Arvid Soderblom that. May have been his worst game of the year. You can't yeah. necessarily hang many of the goals on him, but he was a little shaky. He was losing his crease a yeah. lot. Like for a couple of times, there, I was like, "Whoa, Alex Stalock, when did you get back here?" Like, yeah. he was not as calm and 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 easygoing in the crease as he usually is. He was he was fighting it a bit, and and you know, again, I'm not. Saying it was his worst game because he gave up five goals. No, not, not at much all. you can do when Connor McDavid's coming in at you full speed, except close your eyes and hope it hits you. But he wasn't the same Arvid Soderblom in that, and that's fine. He's a young goalie; he's going to have bad games. I think that you see, you know, skaters fall victim to being spooked by McDavid, and I think it can happen to goalies too. Oh, it absolutely is. Does. They're thinking, "Oh my God, this guy's going to get a shot off on me." Like there was a moment in the game where McDavid had the puck, looked like a harmless play, and then just shot it through the legs of a Hawks defenseman. I think it it tri- it like got deflected wide or whatever. But if the guy's got the puck on his stick, he is a threat to score, or he's a threat to make something happen. And there's very few guys in the league you can say that like at any moment. They can score on you. It feels like every time he touches the puck, something bad is going to happen. And there's a few guys I've seen in my life like that. One was number 66, Mario Lemieux, where it never felt like if he was on the ice, it was panic until he was off the ice. And I didn't see... I I watched Gretzky a lot on TV. I didn't see him, oddly enough, as much in person as I saw Lemieux in person. Um, but just, like, those are the guys where it's like, at any moment, they're a threat. Like, we've seen Ovechkin, and we've seen Crosby. And those guys, yeah, they're great. They're great players, but there's not that, like, these guys can score at any second on us. With McDavid, I feel that way. I feel he could score when he's got the puck behind his own net. Yes. he Because just, just, he can get to the other end of the ice in two strides. And that's what we were talking about during the game is... Maybe I've seen, if you were to like line up blue line and race to, or line up at one goal line, race to the other, maybe there's been a guy or two I've seen that could beat him in that sort of a race. Like maybe Pavel Bure, who I still think is the fastest skater I've ever seen. And, and maybe there's a couple others. But in terms of going from standing still to top speed, McDavid is second. I've never to seen anybody do it. Been able to see him live in person twice this year from the press box. The dude is playing a different game than the rest of the league. It's not even close. Like he can go from standing still to full speed in a half a step and nobody can keep up with him. And it's it's so effortless. That's the word. He played 27, 27 minutes. Seven minutes. Half the game. the game almost. 27 minutes. I don't minutes. think he was even sweating. He didn't. Yeah. A goal and assist plus two, 2706. Nine shots on goal. The Hawks had 25 in the game and three more shot attempts. That is like an average, like, uh, night for Connor well, McDavid. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't have to exert himself. Connor McDavid should probably win the Hart Trophy every year he plays, but I think we're just so, like, eh, it's just what he does. It's yeah. just what he does. 
So we're going to give it to somebody else. We'll give it to his teammate instead, or we'll give it to Austin Matthews. Last year was Austin Matthews' turn. Yeah, it's the, like the Carl Malone VP that they yeah. took away from Jordan just because they wanted somebody new. Right. But, yeah. but you can't tell me there's a better player in the league than Connor McDavid. Absolutely. Or a more valuable player than Connor McDavid in the league. I don't care if Austin Matthews scores 90 goals in a season. I'm taking Connor McDavid <laughs> over Austin Matthews. Yeah. It's, so, he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's he's just unreal and you know I, I love watching him in person. Um I wish the Oilers played here six more times this season just so I could watch Connor McDavid play. Seriously. It, he's it, my favorite player in the league. It's getting to the point now where you start planning your Hawks tickets based on opponent and who's gonna be here and who you wanna see, you know, and unfortunately they're not back this year. No, but you know, he is just, I'm just trying to think of, of like who's appointment guys in the league now. Kale McCarr. McCarr's appointment. I think Nathan McKinnon is right. an appointment. Good thing they're on the same team. Yeah, Saves you exactly. money. Um, I think that Ovechkin still is. I think Crosby yeah. still is. Especially as Ovechkin starts to catch, not catch Gretzky, but pursue Gretzky in the goal scoring lead. Um you know, there's other great players, but who am I tuning in to watch? Yeah, if McDavid, I mean, if, Matthews, if I'm McKinnon, going on McCarr. game time and spending my own money to go watch another player, yeah, it's not a huge list, but no, like I would pay full price, beyond full price, to see Connor McDavid play hockey. Yeah, it's, he's amazing. He will wow you several times a game, and you look at him and you're like, oh, he had two points. Look at the impact that dude had in this game. It is unbelievable. He's we just, got, he's so free. Maybe a fun conversation about McDavid later, uh, what we talked about earlier, or at least yeah. maybe not if we don't get to it tonight. It's definitely something we'll get to. We'll get to at it at some sure. point. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the other, the other th- fun things about this game, if you want to call them fun, a ton of guys scoring their first goal of the year. And Whistle gets his first. Matthias Janmark, Blackhawks legend, gets one for uh, the Oilers. Boris Kachuk gets his first goal of the year. Uh, I'm really happy to see Mackenzie Entwistle get results. Good for him. Yeah. I think that he has played, He's played his ass pretty off. well. And one of the frustrating things about this game, and we were here, you know, we it's very strange in the press box. The way the sound travels, people are like, you suck. Shoot the puck. It sounds like it's coming from behind us. Well, Phil Thompson admitted it. Might <laughs> One of those shoots might have been from him. Yeah, right. But it sounds like that. But. We were hearing it, and, like, for the first time in my life, I'm like, the shoot-the-puck guys are right. Colin Blackwell yeah, just refusing to shoot. And if the third period proved anything, shoot the puck, throw the effing puck at the net. Yeah. Jack Johnson's like, mm-hmm. flip, and it hits Boris Kachuk, and it's a goal. Mackenzie Entwistle's in traffic and just swings a stick at it. It goes in. Max Domi dives and pokes it in. Shoot the effing puck. It's there is a reason the Blackhawks are dead last in the league in five on five Corsi four percentage, forty one percent. So if you're not a fancy stat genius, that basically means while five on five, for every six shot attempts that are done, six of them are for the other team, four for the Blackhawks. Right. That's not good. That's dead last in the league, and and you saw why that is tonight. So many guys. Passing up shot attempts. They had in that first period, 
They had a lot of zone time, but only six shots on goal because they would get the puck in the zone and then four guys would skate it around the perimeter while nobody goes to the front of the net and then they turn to look for a pass and they kick it out of the zone and it goes down the ice. So you have 45 seconds of zone time and not even a shot attempt. Yeah, that's... It's one thing if you if you that get was, 10 shots on goal, yes. but you've had 30 attempts and guys the other team's blocking them or you're missing wide. They're not even getting shot attempts. Well, it's felt like, you know, you look at the shots on goal in this game, right? And it's not even close. It's, uh, I got to pull up the official numbers. Hawks were outshot, outshot 41 to 25. But if you were at this game, the possession, actually like controlling the puck, having the puck in his own felt a lot closer to split than yeah. it did tilted towards the Oilers. But the Hawks, like you said, they've got the puck. They cycle it. They skate around. They wait for the perfect shot. Then they turn it over. Then they got to get it back. And then they come back in, look for the perfect shot, skate around the perimeter, circle the net, go to the point, drop it back, pack it, pass it back and forth. And inevitably, because they are so uh, limited in their talent, inevitably a pass is going to go awry and you're going to have to reset the whole damn thing, hopefully they can take something away from the second half of this game and say, look, we don't have a lot of talent. We don't have a lot of guys who are who are bona fide snipers. We don't have appointment television hockey players anymore. I think that's Pat, Patrick Kane's not appointment TV anymore no. until he starts putting, putting the puck in the net. So just start chucking the puck at the net. Just throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. And get your opportunity. Here's an idea. Don't wait till you're down three goals in the third period to start shooting the puck. Yeah. Do it from the opening face-off, and maybe you'll have a 3-1 lead at one point. Yes. And, and look, if it's, it's, it's... It's the same thing every game. We're going to try and be perfect, and now we're freaking losing by multiple goals, so now we're going to play simple and shoot. Start the game that way. Yes. Uh, it, it's... I know it seems like the like easiest narrative to talk about is like we'll just shoot but really it is though <laughs> when you have when your opportunities tonight they, they had them but generally as a team the hawks don't get a ton of offensive opportunities when it presents take it the more you pass the more likely you are to make a mistake they're not the globetrotters on ice anymore like pat foley used to call them they're just not they don't have the ability to do that they're built to keep the game simple. And when they started the season by winning four games in a row, they were keeping it simple. Yes, there were some smoke and mirrors there. Yes, there was some puck luck. Yes, there was some outstanding goaltending happening for the Blackhawks at that time, and it probably wasn't as real as it appeared. However, the reason they had success was because they kept the things so damn simple. And they have strayed from that as the losses pile up and guys are getting more frustrated and feeling snake bitten. They feel like they have to create that perfect open net for the other for their teammate to score goals. No, throw it at the freaking net and let it be. That's it. And it's going to hit somebody on the way in, or you're going to have someone battle in front. That's what this team is built to do: is win those battles in front. You saw Taylor Radish almost tie the game from crashing the net. A puck comes right in front. He gets a piece of it. It's not enough, but they were right there. They were right there. Yeah. Those third and fourth lines are never going to create highlight real goals. Do what you do. Be simple. Get to the net. Get guys to the front of the net to get rebounds. Get some traffic. Take away the eyes of the goaltender. 
Colin Blackwell, my my guy. I I I'm a I like Colin Blackwell. I like what he brings to this team. But dude, you are not the guy that needs to be passing up shot opportunities to try and look for something better. Just shoot the puck. Yeah. It's it's very simple and you know, again, hopefully the success they had late in the game from doing just that translates. And they say, okay, look, now it's probably been told to them by Luke Richardson and, and all of his assistants, you know, but just keep it simple. Do it. Do it. They've probably heard the message over and over again. Now they've gotten some results from it. And and hopefully it, it translates. I'm seeing some people in the chat just kind of feeling a little bit bummed out about this loss. And and I I see where you're coming from because as a fan, you just want to feel good every now and again. And yeah, like we're going to do the tank standings later and every Hawks loss is a good thing when it comes to trying to get Connor Bedard on this team, but you need something to sustain you as a fan. And the, and, and I'm sure the players feel the same way, you know, but it's like this felt like one that would be fun to win because the Oilers kind of need it. They're fourth in the Pacific. They're not performing as expected. They've had some collapses lately and it would have been nice to take a point at least yeah. in this game and they fall short. And I, and I know, it, I know it's frustrating and, and I'm frustrated by it too. Like you and I were, as they were getting it close, we were getting excited. You know, that Domi second Domi goal. I was like, yeah, like I stood up and cheered. I felt like uh Matt and big Dave watching the bulls game. I haven't done that all year. And it's just, ugh, it's, it's tough. It, I know it's tough to be a fan right now, but try to keep the big picture in mind. Yeah. And uh, know this is by design, and it's going to get better. Um, sometime at some point, <laughs> I can't yeah, say no, soon. No, it's not going to get better this year. Yeah, but it's going to get better. The the pain will be worth it. Just got to so. stick in there. The pain will be worth it. There's help on the way down the road. You know, there, there's a nice little foundation built of prospects, promising prospects, like real legit prospects, not you know. Ryan Hartman's or or, yeah. or or Brendan Peary's real prospects. What Kevin Korchinski's doing is special. Um, he's going to be great. You know, Lucas Reichel is going to get here at some point. Yeah, he's coming off a real big weekend. He's his arrow is pointing up in Rockford. So there's there's reasons to be hopeful. And yes, it stinks. It stinks losing. This, you know, it stinks losing. And nobody wants to lose as a fan. Nobody wants to lose as a player. But there's a purpose behind all of this. Just got to keep that in mind. That, that you know, come 24-25, we're going to long forget about these awful games, this copy and paste post-game show that yeah, we have to seriously. do every time. Yeah. we're gonna. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Tom Quinn... Uh, and the chat points out that Kevin Korczynski had two assists tonight. So he continues his dynamic play for Seattle. Um, seeing a lot of, uh, as predicted, uh, Seth Jones uh, hate going on in the chat. And I don't know, you stop a two-on-one with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I don't, I don't know what he's supposed to do. I don't get he that tra- He tried to sprawl out and take the pass away. He was left on an island all night tonight. Yeah. All night tonight. There was the one goal... Uh, it must have been. I think it was one of the second period goals. The sec, maybe the first, whatever it was. He's out there trying to defend. It was the Nugent Hopkins goal mm. because Connor Murphy and 
Patrick Kane are standing there next to each other and they don't cover the guy, you know, Jones does his job, but Murphy and Kane are neither of them pick up the guy that, you know, the goal scorer. Yeah. When you look at the number for Seth Jones, yeah, it doesn't look good. It, it, it's not a great statistic night for him, but I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly hundred percent sure what he's supposed to do on some of those plays. Well, guess what? He played 28 Oh eight in this game. Yeah, I mean, and, and almost exclusively against Connor McDavid. Yes, so I don't yeah, know many. Go- gonna- <laughs> I don't know many defensemen out there that are going to have good numbers playing twenty eight minutes almost exclusively against Connor McDavid. Yeah, I, I think we know how the team looked without him versus how he looked, how they look with him, and it's a hell of a lot better. And I, too um, many people focus on what he's getting paid. Got paid what his market value was. Essentially, yes. Maybe, maybe a little a bit more. Too much. Yeah, sure. But as the market evolves, as the salary cap goes up, as the Blackhawks' salary goes down because you're you're getting rid of contracts off your books, it's not going to look like this. Is not a time to be worried about what a player is making. Well, yeah. Sam is in the chat saying when you make nine and a half million, you don't get to make excuses regardless of the team around him. Kane and Taves make ten and a half million. Patrick Kane has three goals, fewer power play goals than Jujar Kara. But no one's on here dragging Patrick Kane about his salary. Yeah. It's a narrative. What we're talking about here is a narrative. People did not like the Seth Jones trade. Fine, that's fair. But that is not Seth Jones's fault. That is the fault of he who shall not be named, who is no longer yeah. with the team, which is why we don't name him anymore. He's gone. So. Don't just be pissed at Seth Jones because he's Seth Jones. He's not the only guy on this team making a ton of money underperforming. Join the club. He was a minus three tonight. You know who else was a minus three tonight? Hmm. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are both yeah. minus threes. So, and they're making more money than Seth Jones. Right. So, And yes, of course, they've won things here in the past and they've yeah. get some credit. But Seth Jones joined this team coming off a sexual abuse scandal an absolute buffoon as a head coach. Uh, what did they go one in twelve before he was fired? What was the record oh, last year? One nine and three. Something, yeah, know, something it was crazy it was last bad. year. And it's absolutely brutal, chaotic start. Derek King said to us when he was on our show last year that they were in absolute turmoil when he took over. So that's someone's trying to live up to the expectations. He's on a bad defensive team, and now he's going to be the scapegoat for. All the Hawks' woes. Like, here's what I'll say: Watch the game. Yeah. No, stop I, looking at this at this at the graphs and the fa- and the in the stat sheets and all those things. It's like when you're on. when you're the last in the league at five on five Corsi four percentage. That's a team stat. That's not because Seth Jones sucks. That's because the whole team sucks at five on five. So you know. There's a lot of things, as, as, as Lafferty, Daniel says, there's a lot of things Seth Jones does in the course of a game that don't show up on score sheets that no one else on that team can do. Right. So, you know, it's... Seth Jones was set up to fail because of what we gave up for him. Hey, when was the last time you seen an Adam Boquist highlight? Yeah. Who would you rather have on your team right now? Seth Jones or Adam Boquist? Oh, there's people that are going to say Adam Boquist. Well, those sure. people need to watch actual hockey games because Adam Bonequist is never going to be a defensive wizard. 
He's not even an dynamic offensive player at this point. He's played four games this year, zero points minus one. I know he's been banged up. He's been hurt, okay, but you know, but even last year he was he had some he had a a couple of hot stretches, but he's he's not been the guy you envisioned when you picked him seventh overall. Even though you know that was a reach, which was a you know a. trait of the last guy that was here that is no longer here so it doesn't matter but no you know it is what it is people are going to hate seth jones no matter what he can win three norris trophies in a row and people are still going to think he makes too much money yep it's not your money who cares what he makes exactly uh mario is standing by from the united center so we're going to tell you about our friends uh at athletic greens but (coughs) greg's going to go first and he's going to tell you about some sweet ass glasses Yes, sweet ass glasses from Shady Rays. That's their new logo, their new slogan. <laughs> They're putting it up over the big window at the Shady Rays factory. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. And by golly, that's exactly what they've done. You don't need to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter. It's not fall anymore. It's winter out there because our friends at Shady Rays. Have you covered Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. That's part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program on all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Did you drop them in the lake? Did you break them because you got hit with one of Matt Peck's flying hats? <laughs> Doesn't matter. They will replace them for you for free. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality. That I could tell you for being a customer of theirs for a while now, they are just as good, if not better, than any one of those expensive name brands you find out there in the eyewear market. Shady Rays will also do something very cool. Besides giving you cool sunglasses, they provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order place, and that's over 20 million meals donated up to date. That's awesome. They stand behind their product, and they told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit right out the giant window at the Shady Rays factory and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back and an exclusive deal for our CHGO listeners who we love. Shady Rays is giving you 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com when you use the promo code CHGO at checkout. That's buy one, get one free, kids. You can get two pairs of awesome Shady Rays sunglasses for as low as 54 bucks at ShadyRays.com. My wife had uh, some stomach issues. A while back and when the athletic greens were delivered here uh to chgo i did some of the reads heard mario sell it really well and i said this sounds like something that might be able to help her and let me tell you since bringing home that bag of athletic greens and then jumping on as customers ourselves uh she has felt so much better so much healthier all her stomach problems have seemed to improve big time and she wanted to feel better in her gut. She wanted more energy. She wanted an optimized immune system, and it's done all that stuff without having to take pills. You take the, a- the AG1 powder, you put it in a drink. It's absolutely fantastic. It tastes good. It smells good. You drink it down, and it's absolutely amazing. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, 
It contains less than one gram of sugar. So if you got the diabetes like I do, good for you. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens was created when the founders experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost them $100 a day. To make it easy for you to feel good in your gut again, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional supplement. All right, let's go out to the United Center and bring in our buddy, the newly quaffed Mario Tirabasi. Mario, there we are. Now we're at full strength. What's going on, man? What did we learn? Hey. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to uh, see the, the comeback effort from the Blackhawks, um, another game in which they were forced into having a comeback effort. Um, Luke Richardson basically saying that, you know, that's that's a product of more desperate play, and it's not necessarily uh, the kind of play that is sustainable. And uh, Mark, Mark Lazarus asked the question, you know, uh, why can't this team just play with that kind of desperation, that kind of edge mentality that they had in the back half of the third period just from the start of the game? Um, Richardson basically explaining, which I have to say, this week, uh, John Tortorella made the, the rounds in the hockey Twitter world uh, for the way he handles himself in post-game media scrums and basically in any media availability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, LOL, torts being torts. I really appreciate Luke Richardson's um, candor and his way he handles media availability, the way he, he speaks to the media. It is, uh, it's, it's completely the opposite. He actually took about three minutes to explain why the way that they played in the back half of the third period is unsustainable, not something that they want to do and not something that they're going to do. He broke down the way that the, you know, when the defense is pinching, you can't have a, you can't have the F3, as he says, uh, the third forward of the group in the way that, you know, the, the, the team is situated there. Can't have them jumping in to cover for that defenseman all the time because when you do that now not only are you pinched a defenseman you're now pinched a forward and against a team like the oilers who have leon Settle and Connor mcdavid you can't have two of your players pinching on the same play to cover for each other so again the 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 ability for him to uh or not the ability but the you know the willingness to actually explain that uh, and, and, and to go into that kind of detail, I really do appreciate. Um, but he said, you know, that that kind of desperation play is not something that they're going to do to change the way that they play. They're not going to go to the 2018-19 Blackhawks system where it was just like, hey, everyone, uh, step on the gas and screw the goalies. We're going to try and score seven goals a game. Like, they can't, they can't play that way. Um, even though, the, you know, these comeback efforts are nice, 
they're not sustainable. Uh, so, you know, it's, 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 at least it was entertaining um, in a game that looked like it was going to be, you know, just a very much by the book Oilers are that much better than the Blackhawks kind of game. Yeah. Um, you give them credit for the, for the comeback effort, but uh, it's just another, you know, it's, it's, it's another game where they have to get punched in the mouth a few times before they have a little, little bite back. And you just kind of would hope to see within their system, have that punch and that bite right away rather than having to be put on their heels and play outside of their system to have any chance of, of mustering up any kind of offense. Well, a big part of the story early in the game was the Blackhawks lack of willingness to put the puck on net. And we've heard from Luke Richardson all year about the Blackhawks having to keep it simple and simply putting the puck on net is keeping it simple. Did he have any sort of comments about that, that mindset early in the game? Because I mean, I don't, I, it wasn't just Colin Blackwell, but there was one shift in particular where Colin Blackwell had two separate opportunities to walk in and take a shot and just didn't. Yeah. And then moments later, Jason Dickinson has the same opportunity wide open in the slot and then tries to do the old Duncan Keith slap pass to no one. It's like, friggin' simplify it. And I think yeah. this, the first half of this game and the second half of this game really illustrated the first half. They were refused the second half, they started just throwing things at the net, starting with Jack Johnson with like a 45-mile-an-hour knuckleball that gets redirected and goes in. It was a story of two games, honestly. Yeah, I don't think they need to play with that desperation, that pedal, you know, you onto the floor like they did. Yeah. But play with some urgency to shoot. That's right. what I want to see them do. Don't wait till you're down 2 nothing before you decide to say, yeah, screw it, let's shoot the puck. Yeah, it's, it seemed like a lot of the efforts today uh you know game planning for the for for this edmonton team was focused on trying to contain leon dreisaitl and connor mcdavid and 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 slow them down as much as possible which good luck like you you, like literally can't do that um so yeah i i think maybe it was more or less just trying to play a bit too conservative to try and contain them rather than uh, maybe having the, the the green light to to let some shots go and and take some chances offensively. You know, you're down. You give up the first goal again. You give up the second goal again. You're down three one, four one at different times. Like you, at at some point, you can't just say, "Oh, now we're down three one. Now let's let's just start throwing pucks at the net." Like if you're down this team, when you're down one nothing, it might as well be two nothing. It might as well be three nothing. The way that they're, that they're giving up the lead in almost every game that they've played this this year, giving up the first lead. I, I don't understand how everyone on the team, if you have a shooting lane, you're taking it. Or if there's traffic in front of the net, you know, uh, an opponent and a, and a Blackhawks player, two Blackhawks players, two opponents, whatever it is. Uh, they bring in one of the mannequins from the practice rink. I don't care who it is. If there's any, <laughs> If there's any traffic in front of the net where you think you can get a bounce – or uh, someone's stick on the puck, why aren't you taking it? Like, this team has the worst offense in the NHL. They score the fewest goals. They're the most inept at 5-on-5. Five five. They have now, what, an eight-game losing streak? They've lost 14 of their last 16 games. What do you have to lose from sh- throwing the puck at the net and seeing what happens? Like, yeah. does, does it matter if it's, if it's a one-and-done 
uh, possession or, or if you have six perfect tape to tape passes, but then you're passing up on shooting lanes and then you fumble, fumble a puck, it's a turnover and it goes the other way. What is, what does it matter if you make six great passes before you, you try and tic-tac-toe uh, a scoring opportunity, or if you throw a puck on net from the blue line and hope someone gets a bounce or a tip there's to me, there's no difference between either of those possessions. At least one of them has the puck trying to be thrown at the net without having to, to, to give it up the other way. So they talk about simplifying the game. Like you guys said, simplifying the game, trying to play more North South, trying to, trying to have a, a mentality of shooting. Yep. I don't see it until they're losing. So I, I don't know. I, the question wasn't asked in the media availability um, with with Richardson or you know with any of the players. It just it just kind of comes down to, you know they 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 speak about not wanting to have to play from behind. You gotta you gotta play like it though. You gotta play like you don't want to play from behind. I've been joking for a couple of weeks, and I think they actually have to do it now. Next time they're at home, they're on a road trip now. When they, when they come back home, I think the, the United Center should just. At the opening faceoff, should have the Blackhawks down two nothing on the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. So they just they well. look up and say, "Oh, we're already down two nothing. All right, let's start playing." I mean, it's they they just they're gonna fall behind two nothing anyway. So you might as well put it up there to start a game and see if that changes anything. Uh, real quick, I want to point out that it is uh, after midnight, and we have uh, nearly eighty people uh, watching our post game show for th- so thank, thank you for you. that. But as the great Yarmer Yager points out he has joined us My in guy. the chat as he always does thanks jags appreciate it uh 78 people 33 likes that means that a significant amount of you have not smashed that like button Shame please on you. please please smash that like button for us it really really helps us uh, grow as a company and uh, makes us more visible on youtube we appreciate that big time if you're just a podcaster that's cool too make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast and maybe subscribe multiple places if you feel like it and make sure of course you're subscribed to the uh youtube channel if as it well. feels good do it uh one last thing before we get to our fun features mario um yes. hawks have a four minute power play towards the end of the game ryan nugent hopkins who was trying to do literally everything including eight penalty minutes in this <laughs> one um any questions about richardson waiting so long to take a timeout or, no, or to pull the goalie pull the goalie, pull the goalie yes yeah. so his his rationale for waiting to pull uh, Arvid Soderblom tonight uh, until there was what, like a minute and a half left in the game, something like that. Soderblom. Um, he said that you know in in that situation you're down two goals, uh, but they're playing his his words. They're playing Drysaitel and McDavid on the penalty kill, and they're also only rolling two two units at that point in the game for an extended period of time. So. He's factoring in the player, the, the the players on the ice for Edmonton, who you turn the puck over even in your own offensive zone, uh, it can go back the other way and make it a three goal lead rather than a two goal lead, um, and you're 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 fighting against fatigue with your own players. So um, that was the rationale behind waiting to pull the goalie. It ended up, you know, working out. They 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 got a goal scored with the uh, with the goalie pulled to to make it close, and you know later with what. 13 seconds left. Taylor Radish had a uh, had a great opportunity. Um, just just getting stopped by uh, Stuart Skinner there at the uh, at at the goal line, um, and we might you know we might be talking about a tie game and not a uh, not a regulation loss, which as we get to the tank standings would have been a bad thing. Well, that's valid. 
I mean, that we were talking about, and I said it's hard to argue that, against the Oilers. I get it. I get not wanting to have an open net because, yeah. but yeah, sure. I under I'll, I'll give them that one. Maybe the next time you get a four minute power play when you're down and you're playing the New York Islanders, definitely pull the goalie a little sooner. At least yeah. he had a reason. I'll, yes, any reason is better than just oh I didn't realize. Or, yeah, know, right. So yeah, <laughs> listen, Luke Richardson is always going to have a reason and a well thought out one at that. So I'll 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 give him that one. All right, let's do our fourth stars of the game right now. Right now. Number three star of the game goes to Blackhawks forward Mackenzie Entwistle, scoring his first goal of the season, also picking up an assist. You're going to hear about him later. Little teaser. Too bad his parents weren't around to see it. Yeah, too bad he's got no family. <laughs> Just that little basket he floated down the river. And number two star, Matthias Janmark, Blackhawks legend. He had a goal and an assist. His first goal of the season as well for the Oilers. And your number one star, a ho-hum night for Leon Dreisaitl. Two goals and assist and six shots on goal. There you have it. There's your three stars. My four star tonight is going to be number 11. Since we're in the Radish Garden, Taylor Radish, I really like that line of Domi, Radish, and Kurashev. And if you look at the uh, natural stat trick uh, fancy stats in this one, that line had a 62% Corsi percentage in this game. 13 shot attempts for eight against. If you're more of a Fenwick person, how about 64.3% in the Corsi in this one. Uh, they were the Hawks' best line, uh, if you don't count the fourth line, who played very, very little at five-on-five. Five. Um, they were great, and Radish really, really, I think is starting to feel it a little bit. He was got some good scoring chances, also made some really nice kind of subtle plays. There was one like little backhand pass he made that created a scoring chance. Uh, I really liked Radish's game tonight, and I think I mentioned it, I don't know if it was the last show or two shows ago, that I'm starting to feel him find his way a little bit, and you're starting to see the chemistry develop. Yes, he's on a new line now, um, but I really like the way that line played in their first game together. So he's mine. Yeah, that line was good, and kudos to uh, Jack, uh, Max Domi. Five shots on goal. I think it took away getting away from Patrick Kane yep. to get him to, to start shooting the puck more, so uh, that's good. And uh, that top line... But anywho, uh, my four star is a guy that I have become a giant fan of, and that is number eight in your programs. But number one in our hearts, Bubble Toes himself, Mr. Jack Johnson. <laughs> this guy was a beast tonight. He was all over the place. Yeah, he got embarrassed on that Connor McDavid goal, but who hasn't? Joined a club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. uh, the, the fact that he only got embarrassed once tonight shows you how good he was. Uh, he had the assists on the first goal. We all thought he scored the goal at first, but it it uh, brushed Boris Kachuk's breezers on the way by. Isn't that a isn't that a Marcy's Playground song? I think Brush it is. Breezers. Um, but still finished uh, with the assist. Two shots on goal. Two hits. Almost twenty two minutes of ice time. Listen, when when the Blackhawks signed him, I was the first to make jokes. I look at the fancy stats and I I read all the mean tweets about him, but this dude. Plays his ass off. This dude is not nearly as bad as some people want to say he is. 
listen, all you got to know what kind of player and what kind of guy he is is look what the Colorado Avalanche did on opening night. They wanted him out there in his Blackhawks uniform yep. to celebrate. You know, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, the team captain, made sure post game he came by and and talked to talk to Jack Johnson. Spend 15 seconds with Jack Johnson off the ice talking to him. And you're like, wow, this is a solid dude. So yep. I'm big Jack Johnson fan, regardless of, hey, yeah, is he the best defenseman out there? No, but he is a great defenseman for this team and what he brings to this locker room. He had a great game tonight. So I'm all about the Jack Johnson love. I am a huge fan of Johnson. Mario, who do you got? Uh, I have uh, a member of that second line uh, as well as Taylor Radish. Uh, I've got Phil Kershaw. Um, you know, he was someone who uh, had the the shooters mentality tonight in a, on a team that really didn't have it until the back half of the third period. Uh, he had four shots on goal um, up in, up until, you know, the back half of that third period was leading the team in individual expected goals for, um, you know, he's I, I think he's really kind of found his own. I think that that second line, like you said, Jay, had a great night um, and I'm, I'm interested to see that trio a little bit more. Uh, I wonder how long they stay together because that is kind of uh, indicative of how long the Athanasio Kane and Taze line will stick together who uh, did not have a great night. So uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I, I like the game from Philip Kurashev tonight. Um, yeah, I, I think his, we, we've mentioned it on a few shows. I think his game is starting to kind of come around and, um, you know, if, if, once he starts uh, t- tallying up some points, we might see a, a player that can be here for a couple more years. I uh, got a two-dour super chat from Brandon Sikori. Thank, thank you, as always, Brandon. I think we just blew Mario's eardrums out <laughs> based on that reaction. Sorry, Mario. Uh, poor Arvid Soderbloom, he says. Uh, yeah, he was uh, left out, hung out to dry tonight, uh, as he has been most of the season. So uh, thanks for the super chat there. All right, so we've got our four stars in there. Now we've got to do the tank standings. Let's do that. That's fun. All right, here we go. Folks, here it is. The Anaheim not-so-mighty ducks still on top of the tank standings with 14 points in 23 games. They are 6-15-2, but right on their heels are your Chicago Blackhawks 6, 12, and 4, 16 points in 22 games. Columbus with 16 points in 21 games. Our third, Ottawa and Arizona each have 17 points, but Ottawa is ahead in the tank standings because they've played two more games than the Coyotes. So there you go. As it stands today, the Blackhawks have the second worst record in the NHL, just like your Chicago Bears. Bears. We are we are consistent as a town, are we not? His hats Man. are still being chucked after the Bulls game. And, I saw some guy, I don't know basketball. Steven, help me out. Some dude on the Suns had 51 points. Yeah, in the, Devin in, Booker did it in three quarters. Didn't even right. play the fourth quarter. No that, need. That sounds. Bulls got beat bad. I'm no basketball expert, but that is good. 51 good. points. And yeah, that's. And not even playing the fourth quarter. I would say good. that's McDavid esque. 20 of 25 shooting. 20 that's of 25 pretty, shooting? Yes, that is pretty impressive. That sounds unsustainable. I would think so, yes. yes. <laughs> Again, not a basketball expert. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to think that doesn't happen very often. And I want to. Th- we want to thank Ryan for jumping in the chat saying Devin Booker is really good. Cool. I will Google him All after right. the show. I, I'm going to 
That's well, I'm gonna just reach out it. to our PHNX uh, group there. They'll tell you how good Devin Booker. There you is. go. There exactly. Go. Oh, is he number one? Is that his jersey number? Yeah. Oh, they have a PHNX is someone a shirt that says like MVP, and the part of the P is a one. So okay, now we understand no, no, it. No, no, it's all coming together. It's all there coming back to me and now. If he has, if he has eight more Dion. games against the Bulls, he's totally getting the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. All right, Mario. Have a fun drive back to Wisconsin. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow night at the uh, CHGO Rager. Yes. Yeah, can't wait. It's going to be All a lot right, of fun. All yes. right, take care. Thanks for the great work as always. Yep. See you. CHGO fans, keep your eyes peeled on all of the personalities' uh, social medias tomorrow. There might be some like stuff that shows up for like a minute and then is quickly removed. <laughs> Delete. Just keep Delete. put Delete. it all on. Delete. Put all Delete. of us on notification. We're having our first annual CHGO. Inaugural. Herb's gonna kill you. Sorry. Yeah. I, I my bad. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, you're right. It is the inaugural. I'm that guy too. I, I goofed. Uh, the inaugural CHGO Friendsgiving. Uh, everybody is getting together with their significant others. Uh, we got some special guests from Denver. Um, John Elway coming down. Yes. And Russell Carl Mecklenburg. I think they're going to sneak in Russell Wilson and hope to leave him here, but we're yeah. not going to allow that no, to happen. I'm sorry. That ship is uh, sailed. But yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to have a nice big holiday celebration here in the office. There, uh, there's going to be some Malort involved. Not for me. I will casually stand in the corner, sipping my fake beers and watching the madness go down. Uh, I am going to be in the old man corner. Probably me and Luke. I'll, I'll be we'll joining be, we'll you guys be napping, over there. Yeah. Uh, as the party's raging, keep it down. Two old men trying to sleep. It'll be fun though. Good times. So yeah, I'm sure there'll be some good social media content. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to busting out, debuting a brand new Christmas themed shirt tomorrow oh, night. Oh, very gonna be a good one. It's going to be a good one. All right. Um, one more thing we got to knock out of the park before we wrap the show up here in a little bit. King of the game, DraftKings Sportsbook, King of the game. Who do we got? Now, typically, on a night like tonight, we'd give it to Max Domi, who was probably the best Blackhawk. However, when Mackenzie Entwistle, he of no family, scores his first goal of the season and also picks up an assist, you take the opportunity to give the orphan Mackenzie Entwistle the DraftKings king of the game, a goal, an assist, a shot on goal. That's 100% shooting, my friends. In only 8.54 of ice time, very solid game for Mackenzie Entwistle. He is our DraftKings king of the game. And hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. You know what I did today, Greg? I bet the Oilers to score first and Connor McDavid to score a goal, and I am a big wiener. That is a same-game parlay, and that is the most fun I have playing on DraftKings Sportsbook. It is a lot of fun. It's a way to put a small wager and have a big payout. Not a huge payout because McDavid was negative, was like minus 130 to score a goal or something. So I had to parlay it with the first goal thing, and I think I got like plus 155. But guess what? A win is a win is a win. And I'll take it, and you should too. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I want to thank Brandon for saying, Jay, there's no way you're older than 40. 
I am turning 45 in a couple weeks. I'll be 45 on December 12th. So I too would not have guessed that. Thank you. Yeah. I thought you were in your upper thirties. I appreciate that. I have the mentality of a child. So I think that's, that helps keeps you young at heart. And I'm not uh, not that far behind. And I have gravy running through my veins. That must be doing something as well. But it's also time for the DraftKings play of the week. Right. Which I just made. What do we got? Uh, we're going to stick with some NHL bets. All we're right. Gonna, we're going to, we're going to, it's not a same game parlay, but it is a parlay. We're going to ride the hot hands here. I am going to put, uh, Jack Hughes over half a point. Jack Hughes has been phenomenal for the red hot New Jersey devils. He's been scoring points left and right. I am parlaying with him. One Connor McDavid, over a point and a half. So we need one point from Jack Hughes, two points from Connor McDavid. We are right back at it tomorrow at the Minnesota Wild. I like Connor McDavid's like chances of getting two points against the Minnesota Wild. So that parlay uh, is a total of plus 137. Not the greatest bet of all time, but hey, it's doubling your money essentially. So Jack Hughes, one point. Connor McDavid, at least two points. And that's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's the DraftKings Pick of the week. That sounds like a really good one. I think I'm going to play along uh, at home uh, tomorrow. Um, all right, before we wrap up, uh, can we can we take a moment to? We're going to qualify our complaints that we love our jobs. We don't care how late it is. However, yeah, TNT needs to have a better plan than we'll just wait to see you in the game before this one ends. To start the game. Yeah. There's no reason if you've got two games happening and you say 830 puck drop, which in reality from my days of producing Blackhawks games is 83735. That is the precise time of the puck drop. Why not just start the Hawks game on the regional channel and say, if you're in the Chicago and Edmonton markets, we're going to flip to Chicago Edmonton. What they did today was put the Hawks game on true TV for the, while the uh, Sabres and Red Wings wrapped up. Why don't you just do that anyway? Just do that in the first place. Or start the game on time. Just put it on and say, hey, we're, we're putting you, uh, we're switching over to the Chicago, the Chicago Edmonton markets to start of the game. If you're in those markets and you still want to watch the end of this game, switch s- to True TV. Stream live on the TNT app. Yes, or whatever. But it's ridiculous yeah. that. A nine eight fifty eight fifty three puck drop. Puck drop on a Wednesday night in for the regular. It's one thing if it's the playoffs. Or a weekend. Because we did this a lot in those those the good old days when we played the playoffs. How many of those Minnesota Wild sure. first round games started at almost nine o'clock? Yeah. But the, but you you could deal that for a playoff game. For Wednesday night, for a team that's on an eight game losing streak. Yeah. Like why it, it, I didn't care for it. again, not complaining. I will I will take a paycheck to cover an NHL game at three o'clock in the morning if I have to. It's the best job I've ever had. I never want to have another job, but for Christ's sake, that's unnecessary. Yeah, it's not even about us. It's no. just about you're telling well, now, fans. Well, now we know. First of all, you're telling fans come an hour later, and they're like, just kidding, it's an hour and a half later. Eh, that sucks. That for sucks for Buffalo, fans. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Call Detroit, tell them bullshit, and hang up. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's rough. Uh, the other thing I want to acknowledge, NB in the chat uh, said he used the Game Time app today. To uh-huh. go to see Connor McDavid in person, and he was entertained. Yes, um, I assume NB is a he because he's got J.K. Simmons as his uh, 
avatar. Um, that game time app is great because you can go see the Hawks and Oilers for $18. That's what it was. Well, now we know why it was so much cheaper because everybody knew like, Hey, yeah, it's Wednesday. You're not going to get home to 1230 at night, but yeah. Uh, but if you're gonna, you're looking to buy tickets, especially last minute to any event, use that game time app. The, and make sure please, when you use it, get in the habit of clicking the link in our show descriptions. Cause that's what helps us out here at CHGO. You're going to save either way, but if you're a CHGO fan, take advantage of our special uh, link, and it will help us out. It'll help you out. It's mutually Everybody beneficial. wins. Everybody wins. Except the Blackhawks. Exactly. <laughs> and also a reminder, if you're not already, to become a CHGO diehard. Go to allchgo.com. Sign up to be a diehard. I know a lot of you listening are already diehards, and we thank you for that. But if you're on the fence, you haven't tried it yet, our Black Friday sale Die Hard saved 70%. We've got a tailgate coming up Sunday. You're going to save on the tailgate tickets. Bulls Stadium Takeover We've got was some announced. takeovers coming up. Though it's gonna, you're going to save on that. And when you sign up, you get a free shirt or hat right off the bat. All right? And that's where you can get our legendary 81 design that we launched right after a certain banner for a certain number 81 went up last week. So there are so many benefits to being a diehard at CHGO. Go to allchgo.com to become a diehard and to buy tickets for your tailgate for Bears Packers Sunday, 8.30 at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. It's going to be a great time. Bring your parka. Bring your parka. And bring La Parka, the old WCW wrestler. Love that guy. That's yeah, I don't the think chairman he's of the to, board. Yeah, I think he's not doing much. Probably he was a, He was good in the uh, WCW versus NWO yes, video he games. Did a little dance? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, yes, yeah. He did. And he'd probably be the warmest <laughs> guy there because he'll have the full mask on. You know what's really funny? What was the first? Was it WW? Was it WrestleMania 2000? Was that the first time it switched to WWF? I think you're right. When you created a wrestler, I, we, we played this in college nonstop, that game. And I tried to create myself. And I used Jerry Lawler's face, and it looked just like me. It was, it was uncanny. How much Nintendo Jerry Lawler looks like Jay Zawaski? It's good to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that. And I wore Kane's pants, not Patrick Kane, Kane, but I changed the red to blue. That's it. You can make a Jay Zawaski in your video games now. Congratulations, everybody. What was your wrestling name? Oh God, the, the Gravy Meister. I don't think I I don't think I did anything uh, creative. I think I was just Jay Zawaski. Oh. Pretty boring. The guy that got beat up, beat up by King Kong Bundy on Superstars every Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like the uh, Barry and, Horowitz. And, and from Gary, of, uh, Indiana, <laughs> Jay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas and gals and everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, really, really appreciate y'all being here. Uh, we've got 60 people in the chat as we're winding down the show for a late night game on a weeknight. Uh, that means the world to us. So on your way out, if you haven't yet, please smash that like button. Make sure you're following all of us on Twitter. Greg's at Greg Boyson. Mario is at Mario underscore Tirabasi. I'm at Jay Zawaski. Follow the show at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. And, uh, yeah, go to all CHGO for all the fun stuff. We'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, we we're two all, days off. off tomorrow, off Friday, back at it Saturday and Saturday Sunday. So we'll talk games. to you then. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs>